single-handedly broke up my marriage. You're an awful person. You're 24 years old. Why would I listen to you? Why would you be giving therapy and advice to people who clearly need it? It doesn't make any sense, Ari. This is a horrible idea. You're listening to you listening to unlicensed 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 therapy with Ari Manis. What's your brother doing for work? Uh, he's trying to get into finance. So, well, I mean, he was always an analyst. So uh-huh. He's now trying to get into finance in Silicon Valley with the startups and shit. Does being your brother from Silicon Valley help him in Silicon Valley? I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I, I don't think so. Have you been asked that before? Is that an annoying question? Um, no, no, no. <laughs> I don't. I, like nobody really knows who my brother does. Yeah. Uh, if he asked me, like maybe I can hook him up with something. I don't. I don't really know anybody. Like that's yeah, actually. Like one of my. But maybe they'd if like it'd be a top. Do you watch Silicon Valley? Yeah, my brother's on the show. I don't know. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Like in an interview, it could just, be like a talking point. Yeah. Just it's a talking yeah. point, but it's yeah. not gonna get him hired. Not gonna get him hired, but it might just give him that extra push. Like I like that guy. Right. His brother's in Silicon Valley. Yeah. Your brother being an actor doesn't make you a good right. financier <laughs> necessarily. <laughs> no. You know. Um. Do you know the concept of this podcast? Your brother told me. Uh, that's your brother, right? That's my younger brother. He just moved to LA. He's trying to get a job in like as an assistant at an agency or. I like. I, I like how like you could have just totally called me, but then your know, your brother emailed me to see if I want to do this podcast. I have you him big timed for- me. You big timed me, Ari. <laughs> I did not big time you. I just uh, have you know have my guy booking it for me. Booking's the worst part of you have a podcast, right? Yeah, but I don't. It's like four of us. So yeah, really booking's the worst part of do of having a podcast is getting someone just even if they, when they're your friend, just calling them. What time works for you? Blah blah right, blah. Right. It's to me at least, it's the most annoying part of doing the right, podcast. Shit changes. Mm-hmm. Podcast is never on the top of your priority. Mm-hmm. Like it's always like, okay, I'm gonna move this podcast instead of I'm gonna move this audition or something like that. Right. Totally. Which yeah. is understandable. Right. I totally get it. Right. But it's just. It's the most annoying part. It's the least fun part for me Ari, about having a podcast. Just for for your information, I, I moved an audition for you today. You did? I did. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. That that's very nice of you. That being said, I would say that's a bad idea for that's your a- career. I don't know why you did that. <laughs> that was it was not like a smart. voiceover thing, so I wasn't too concerned. Uh, but yeah. I, I, I went to Studio City earlier instead of at 12. Okay, at least you didn't have I to mean, cancel it. No, That's good. come on, I wouldn't cancel anything for you. <laughs> You've been, uh, okay, I'm just going to start the podcast. This, this hasn't been it. This is all, this is This pre-amble. is not. This is warm up. This, this is, is interesting stuff. know each other. You know, maybe it'll make its way in. You're listening to, you're listening to Unlicensed, 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 Unlicensed Therapy with Ari Manis. Ari Manis. Hello out there. Welcome back to Unlicensed Therapy. Welcome back from the hiatus. If you're unfamiliar with the show, my name is Ari Manis. I'm a comedian. I have my friends come in, usually other comedians, actors, artists, if you will. They come in and they tell me about their problems. It's a therapy session. Mm -hmm. And I give them advice. Now, if you're wondering, Ari, what training do you have in therapy? It's true. I'm not a licensed therapist. I wasn't a psychology major in college. I'm not even the guy my friends go to for advice. Yeah, I wouldn't go to you. But you know what? I care. You do. Today we have my friend Jimmy Oyang here in the studio, in the comedy store studio down in the basement. We moved. Now, if you're not familiar with Jimmy Oyang, 
I'd say his most recognizable credit is Silicon Valley on HBO. He's a re- has a reoccurring role there as the roommate who gives TJ Miller issues. The business. He's also a headlining stand-up comedian. One time he brought me to open for him in, was that Sacramento? Where was that? Chico? I did. I you, forget where you, it was now. Really? Was it a college or something? College. It was a college. Oh, okay. Somewhere in Northern yeah. California. Yeah, yeah. I think me. it was Chico State. Chico State. It's an interesting show. Yeah. We drove eight hours. He's going to be in a new movie? Yeah. Patriot's Day. Patriot's Day? Yeah. So to me, to me, from an outside perspective, we're friends, but we don't talk that much. You know, we, we haven't- We used to. We used to. We, we used kinda, to work together more, but you know, yeah. thing, life happens. Right. You get things, I get things. I'm just too famous for You're you. You're too famous. I don't like to talk to people that's not famous. Right. You know? But, but to me, from me watching you, everything's working out like- you're killing it. You're living the dream. You're oh, living thanks, the dream man. that everyone around wants to live. Everyone I know wants to live. Right? It's kind of crazy. Uh, I think Silicon Valley really pro- propelled everything, you know? And, uh, oh, you just, are you leaving? Are you, okay. Yeah, I think Silicon Valley propelled everything. Um, when, like, season two, when I became a serious regular on there, that's, like, when, not rich by any means, but that's when I was getting paid more and uh, I don't have to worry about rent. And then through that platform, I was able to go on the road and sell some tickets and uh, the movies and stuff like that. That I still have to audition for. Sure. I think maybe I was given more opportunities. More auditions. Then. Like, yeah, if I go in, like, the casting room, I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I like you on Silicon Valley. And that certainly helps. Right. You know. So so to me, you're doing it. With, I'm, I'm sure that you have other goals you want to accomplish and you're not where... You, I'm sure you still have growth and want to do more I'm ready things, to retire, Ari. I don't know what but, you're talking about. But you're doing great. So my question to you is, why are you here? Why am I here in the basement at the comedy store why, with you? Why do you need therapy? What's what's wrong in your life? What There's are the issues? There's a lot of stuff wrong with my life, man. Like, if you want to talk about some real talk. Um, the funny part was, it was when I really reached my goal. Like, being a series regular on a HBO show that's Emmy nominated. That's, yeah. that's a goal that... I wouldn't have thought of even or beyond my it was dreams. Past your goals. Yeah, yeah. It, I went past when we were just working at Hooters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't even tell tell the listeners that we would. How I met Jimmy was we would do a show at the Hooters on Hollywood Boulevard. We turned their upstairs into a little comedy room and a sex den. After. And a sex den, and we would stand outside with free tickets, barking people, tourists off the boulevard, to forcing them to come upstairs and watch us do stand-up comedy. That was a very interesting time in my life because it was all, all, all our buddies, me, you, yeah. uh, Terrell, Guam, and all those guys. Yeah. We had a lot of fun, and uh, sometimes we're lucky enough we get laid. You know, yeah. and um, every once in a while, every once in a while, and mm-hmm. me, me and Terrell, like you know, and everyone, we, we just had fun hanging out there. But also, it was kind of like a low point in comedy because the shows were just so bad. Sometimes <laughs> they would, they had their ups and downs for uh, sure. Saw tourists, and then sometimes we had five people, three people. Mm-hmm. I remember the the funniest thing was uh, my first ever and only ever TV stand up appearance on a talk show that I did was Arsenio. Oh, yeah, I remember that. You remember that day? <laughs> so I did Arsenio. We taped at like 5 p.m., right? I got a standing ovation. I didn't expect it. It was great. Yeah, and great like, set. You killed it. Thank you. You did as good as you could do. Right, exactly. Yeah. And then and then I was on a high, and I went to Hooters to come visit you guys. And then you guys are like, Jimmy, uh, uh, you know, congrats on Arsenio. Do you still want to do a set? I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, man. I want to do a set. <laughs> and that did a set. It was like in front of three Argentinian tourists that didn't speak English. And I... I did the same exact material I did on Arsenio. Yeah. 
and then I got zero laughs. Right, bombed. It was insane. It yeah. was it was just such like a sobering <laughs> lesson of comedy. It's good though. You got you want to humble yourself before you go to sleep. You don't want to be going to sleep feeling too good. Yeah, <laughs> too cocky. Yeah, yeah. You want to have an angry masturbation session yeah. in order to fall asleep. As a comic, that's very healthy. Yeah, for you. Uh, so it was it was interesting, but um, I I think I I definitely uh, sharpened my comedy chops there, you know, because <laughs> yeah. it wasn't the easiest room, and uh, we were getting a lot of stage time compared to I think yeah, most you know, I'll LA. say this, um, it was, it, you know, we complain, we found ways to complain about a lot, and there definitely were ways to complain about. It, it wasn't the best room, no, but it was better than pretty much any open mic in LA. Mm-hmm. We got at least ten minutes of stage time multiple times a week whenever we wanted, right. And uh, there's certain nights where I kind of miss it. There's certain nights where I'm like, oh, I wish sure. I could go over to Hooters. And it became kind of like a steady job that I like going to. Because mm-hmm. as a comic, as an actor, the worst thing is your schedule. Like yeah. a lot of times, you just sit home and do nothing, and then you mm-hmm. get really busy. Or you yeah. know, so there's not a, like um, routine. Right. And that was just good. Every night, seven o'clock, me and T, we just walked up to the Hooters, and then we kind of worked there. Yeah. We hung out with the regulars, which yeah. is the very sad <laughs> we knew people. all the waitresses. <laughs> we knew all the waitresses. You know. <laughs> Uh, did you have sex with any of them? I uh, did not. No. No, oh. I had sex with one. I remember. She's yeah. beautiful. It was. Uh, <laughs> it was. She was like embarrassingly out of my league. To oh, that. Oh, she point. was like uh, an African goddess. Yeah, African American. African American goddess. Uh, so well, <laughs> I met my ex girlfriend there, though, in the audience. I went. I flew to Australia. Australia, for a yes, yes. I met in the audience. That place got beautiful. a lot of us yeah. laid, man. It did. You know? it, it did for sure. It was a fun place. Yeah, I remember after I had sex with a the say Hooters girl. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it was so out of my league. Guam was uh, in the other room, and then he, this motherfucker, was he couldn't believe it, and he called every single one of my friends <laughs> and be like, "Yo, you can't believe what Jimmy just had sex with." And then the next day, I woke up. All my friends start calling me like I won the fucking lottery or something. Like Sean calling me was like, Jimmy, dude, congrats, man. I'm like, what, what are you like? <laughs> I could imagine. I could picture that it, call. But it's almost like an insult for, for me to get these phone calls. It's not just like a routine thing that okay. Jimmy does. It's like. I'll, I'll, ta- I'll tell you this. You're, you're not a bad looking guy. I'm sure you've gotten some, some good looking girls throughout your life. I don't care what show you're on. That was a score. That, it was. It was. <laughs> to this, if you got her right now, it would still be a score, even though you were a nobody then. <laughs> if you even, it was a, just funny. even as a movie star, whatever, whatever career level you're at, that's gonna be a score. It was just funny how yeah. um, the the way people would treat me, like when we walked down the street. Dudes, mm-hmm. random dudes would high five me for no reason. <laughs> That's how out of the, my league she was. Yeah. She, people would just walk by me like, oh shit, hey, good job, bro, and give me a high five. Which I mean, is very she looks like the type of girl, or if you were to just look at her and guess what her boyfriend looked like, you would picture maybe an NFL player. Yeah, NBA player. Yeah, like a professional athlete. I think she with dated Jacoby pack. Jones, actually. Yeah, there you go. I don't Super even, Bowl hero. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, so, and she, I mean, she's on YouTube videos and bikinis. That yeah. get millions of hits just because she's in them and how hot she is. Well, you know, we yeah. can always talk about this when we get old. And yeah, yeah. Remember that time <laughs> yeah. we were at Hooters. <laughs> Are you still in touch with her? Uh, not really. No, yeah. I haven't really talked to her. Uh, we we definitely hung out a few times after that. But um, yeah, she's cool. It just she's she's still we're not on the same page. Yeah, you both you know, have your own lives to live. Yeah, exactly. She's partying in Vegas and all that shit. You right. Know, that's not my my life. Totally. But yeah, back to my point of like, it just in Hooters, that was what, two, three years ago? That wasn't that yeah. long ago, right? No, a couple years ago. That was a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And then- You know the Hooters show's back. 
No, get the yeah, fuck out. Steven, a guy named Stephen Holloman runs it now. Is it the same deal? Like they bark it, on the street? They don't bark anymore, but it's basically somehow they got they put a sign out there and it gets about the same turnout. To be honest, it's not bad. It's not the worst. Shows you what we know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, if you ever want to do it, yeah, uh, do it's it on Wednesday. Once, once, once a week. Cool. Yeah, Wednesday. Awesome. Yeah, just for nostalgia factors. Yeah, you know? exactly. But anyways, you know, like two years ago, this is like. I, I always write down my goals, but this is like one of those extreme goals that I didn't mm-hmm. think. It would maybe in 10, 20 years, I might be lucky enough to. Yeah. And then boom, it just all kind of happened. Yeah. You know, um, and uh, it's been kind of crazy. And and to, to, to this title of the podcast, the therapy and all that, I actually had to start seeing a therapist after I became a series regular on Silicon Valley. Well, and why? Because the sobering fact was that for most of us, we work towards a goal, where uh-huh. it's financial, Ferrari, a beautiful wife, whatever, right? We spend our whole life working towards this goal. And then we always think that if we just achieve that goal, everything will be fine. We'll mm-hmm. be happy, right. our life will be brilliant, you know? But it's when you do achieve that goal, and then you realize you're still not that happy and you're still the same guy, right. that's when you fucking freak out. Yeah. You're like, oh shit. What's gonna make me, if this doesn't make me happy, what is gonna make me exactly. happy? Exactly. Yeah. Like being on this show, I'm still the same guy. Like I'm still not that happy. Like what the fuck is wrong with me? I was lucky enough. I mean, I am lucky enough to be like young enough to kind of realize some of my goals mm-hmm. to then realize this. And, and you know, I want a therapist and... uh just start working on you know uh, more internal stuff. Just being more satisfied generally, like mm-hmm. and 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 not look too much towards the external stuff. Start reading this book uh, called uh, "The Power of Now." Mm-hmm. Eckhart Tolle, very popular book. I think it was on Oprah's reading list. It's a great okay. book. It's just about like being more present and living in a moment and things yeah. like that. And that helps you kind of. That helps be a lot. That helps yeah. a lot because. Uh, Sometimes you can be doing super cool shit like shooting a movie or like at an Emmy's party or something and mm-hmm. then you realize you're still not happy. Right. But then you realize none of these things actually make you happy. Like it all sure. comes from within and these are just kind of nice bonuses every yeah. now and then, you know. That's that's so interesting because yeah, I I mean I have not I've obviously not reached any goals or not not my main goals yet, but but I kind of already know because I see these people around me all the time at the comic store who mm-hmm. are doing amazing things things that people hard to even imagine they're on the road they're making thirty thousand dollars a weekend doing stand-up Crazy, comedy yeah. they're they're performing in front of all their fans and their fans come up to them and girls come up to them but i look at them and and they don't look particularly like the happiest of guys when they right. when in my head they should be so i mean it just goes to show you that these are all kind of superficial things, absolutely, and that in the long run aren't, aren't going to make you happy. So, what's like a specific thing that y- that you focus on to try and make yourself happy? What's pussy? Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> that is that is like I think that's whether it be your main focus point of doing anything. It's definitely one of them. It's always in the back of every guy's head, whether absolutely. they admit it or not. They're like, if I do this, it could lead to pussy. Yeah, I think that's that's the ultimate of anything. Yeah, uh, it's interesting, but no, that that's also an external thing that doesn't really at the end of the day make you that right, happy. Right, exactly. Uh, so what I try to focus on just being present, being kind of satisfied, and uh, you know, keep working on my shit and striving for growth. Because also another thing is like when you reach that goal, now you got to try to come up with other goals. You know right. what I mean? Like it's like <clears throat> come up with some goals that maybe you didn't think of ten years ago. Mm-hmm. And, What's uh, one of your goals? Uh, 
some of the now. Mo- some of the movie stuff. I want to do more movies. That would mm-hmm. be great, and uh, that is kind of happening to some degree. Um, and I guess you know, I at the end of the day, it, it, it's more personal goals now. Mm-hmm. Like just my life, see my family more, treat my family better. You know, uh, find like a nice girl or something like that. Right, have a dog. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like those are my goals now. Instead yeah. of like. Uh, trying to be famous or making a certain amount a year because none none of that really that's just ego you know yeah like I'm pretty comfortable I I live in a one bedroom apartment but I'm Mm -hmm. pretty comfortable I'm sure a big house is not going to make me any happier Mm -hmm. you know a nicer car is not going to make me any happier Uh, uh, you know banging a bunch of chicks may make me happier but at least not in the long term yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. so you you just focus in the moment and uh, um concentrate on your work you know what i mean did did reaching this these goals and you know getting on this tv show headlining around the country did this create any new stresses that you didn't foresee um you know any new issues in your life because it created obviously a lot of nice things like you're comfortable you have more comfortable with your money you know you you've reached these career goals that you want to reach but did it create any new issues or new stresses in your life um maybe uh to a small degree, but I think mainly those stresses come from when you're like too famous, like TJ Millett probably. Yeah. Like he can't go to a bar and have a drink with his wife. Like it's it gets bothersome. I'm sure. not at that level. Like right. I get recognized once a week, which is like perfect. Like yeah, you know, yeah, I yeah. enjoy the accolade, but I don't get bothered. Right. Um whereas I don't know. Like it, it stand up has become a thing where I think a lot of us get into stand up because we're depressed. We needed to make friends or whatever. Yeah. But like now I'm in a pretty good place. Uh, I don't feel the need to do that much stand up. I don't hang out at the clubs. Right. You don't need to go up. If you don't feel bad if you miss a night. Right. I yeah. used to get depressed if I don't yeah. do stand up for a week, like really depressed. Yeah. Now it's like I'm fairly well adjusted. Uh-huh. I just go bowling with my friends or play some FIFA. I'm okay. I don't need to just hang out or uh, kind of validate myself by going on stage. Um, so now the road thing is interesting because uh, certain markets and stuff, I am able to sell some tickets and make some money. Not yeah. like 30 grand a week, not right. like that, but like it's a job. Yeah. But it becomes, stand-up has became a little less attractive for me mm-hmm. because I feel like I don't need that validation. I don't need to do it. So now I'm just doing it um, because some part of me does still love it, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but some part of me, it's just doing it as a job and, yeah. um, kind of, I don't know. Some of the motivation is gone. You know, it, it becomes, how, like, how about the chore. writing process? Is that still the same? Have you been writing new stuff? Does right. stuff still come to you or is it harder to write now? So I think that, that, that's a problem also because I, that's just my laziness. I haven't been writing. I'm trying to write a TV script. I'm trying to write a movie, mm-hmm. you know, so all that shit, that's something that I really want to do also. So when it comes to writing stand up. I just haven't spent that much time on it. Right. So maybe that's why I'm just doing my old material over and over again. And it's yeah, getting and a that, old. that's why that yeah. could be definitely part of it. Yeah, I, I, me after, if I'm doing the same joke for six months, a year, I end up, I, I go up there. I'm like, uh, even if I have a killer set, I'll be like doing that same old jokes. I've been right. doing like, I need you feel new like, shit. You feel like a fraud to something. Yeah. You feel like you're hacking yourself. Right. Exactly. Um, so that, that's definitely a problem. Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, but if 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 you want to be like a really great comic, right? I can I can swim around mediocrity, sell some tickets, do it, make some money in a weekend, right? And mm-hmm. I'll be okay. But to be a really great comic, it's a very involved process. You gotta write 
a lot. You got to try stuff. Then it becomes you got to hang out every night at the clubs, right. and then just keep grinding and grinding, and then come up with like a new hour, new thirty minutes every year. Right. And that I don't know if that's necessarily what you want. Necessarily, to do. what I'm about, like the one hour album, you know, yeah. a year guy. Uh, but here's the thing: if I don't do that fully, if I don't commit fully, then I feel like semi of a fraud, and I'm just yeah. mailing it in. Uh-huh. So it's weird. It's like for me, it's either all or nothing. So it's either I do it completely. You don't want to be second best. If you want to do something, you want to be the best you could be. Yeah, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to commit and just completely do it. But that takes away a lot from the acting stuff and all that, right? But the other spectrum of that is doing what I'm doing now. It's just kind of coasting on the stand-up, you know, make some money here and there and, Mm -hmm. you know. But So let me ask you this. If you were, let's say you were to become a movie star, uh you became that TJ Miller where you got recognized every day on the street. Would you still be doing stand up? Because TJ, for example, does a lot of stand up still. He he actually really loves it. I think he yeah. loves it more than I do. Yeah. Whereas when it comes to like cool mail, I don't think he he's he doesn't really go on the road. You know what I mean? Right. So for me, um if yes, if if I became if the the entertainment world became my oyster, right? Mm-hmm. I can pick and choose to do whatever I want. Yeah. Then it becomes a choice of like, okay. Do I really feel like I have something to say? Mm-hmm. And if I do, let's strive towards like a sweet hour special. Yeah, I don't have to keep doing it. I don't, I'm not trying to do one every year. Sure, but let's strive towards that um, and make that a priority, right? Uh, right now, nobody's like throwing specials sure. at me. Sure, but if so, you're saying if you got to the point where people were throwing specials at you, you'd want to do one, right? And and that, uh, um, uh, right now, I'm sure if if I pitch somebody they will probably be pretty open to it. But yeah. it just, I don't, maybe at the moment, I don't feel like there's a lot of stuff I need to convey. Sure. You know, uh, so it, it will, I mean, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Sure, so so it could be, maybe. It could be. Yeah, down yeah. the road. It's uh, a lot of guilt also. It's like, back in, like, this would be a dream back in the day to like headline and like, you know, sell some yeah. shows. And like now it's like, eh. it feels small. It's kind of like, it used to be a dream of mine to get up on, I mean, this sounds really dumb, but it used to be a dream of mine just to get up on potluck here mm-hmm, at the comedy mm-hmm, store on Mondays. Mm-hmm. But now that I do it every week, yeah, it, it's kind, you know, it it's doesn't like mean anything to me. Yeah, it, it's it's like, oh, that's such a tiny dumb goal. Like I need to be right. shooting way higher than that. So your your things things change as you cross them. As right. you originally, you say, oh, if I got a guest star role on a, a sitcom, that'd be amazing. Right now, you get one, you'd be like, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, it's like cool, I've done that. Yeah, exactly. It yeah. becomes a whatever thing. But I, I guess it's healthy to grow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I find it more rewarding if I was to shoot a movie or to keep shooting Silicon Valley than doing a weekend in you know Chicago or something. Sure. Which I guess I kind of sound like an asshole by saying that, but it it makes sense. It makes sense uh, for me too. Like for example, because I uh, I'm not on TV, but I make you know sketches and stuff mm-hmm. for for YouTube. And I, if I make something that I'm really proud of, it's more rewarding to me than a killer set because I created a piece of art that lives and breathes exactly. on, online that people can watch. Whereas that stand up is awesome in that moment, but then it's gone. Right, right, right. Which is in some way why stand up is attractive, also. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, a very it's a in the moment con. thing. Yeah. Um, but Instant I think, gratification. you know, you got to look back at why we started doing stand up, right? Did I start doing stand up because I was a huge Eddie Murphy fan and, and, you know, I just needed to do it. That was my life calling. Not really. I started doing stand up because I was bored and I needed to meet some girls and meet some new friends. Mm-hmm. So once, you know, that's like not a problem anymore, 
Those those uh, issues yeah, yeah, yeah. are are taken care of. Those to some degree, right? Yeah, like, then, for the most part. And I gotta ask myself, like, do I really want to do stand up? And to some degree, I do. But you know, it's uh, it's, it's not like, the same anymore. Yeah, it's just not. So but, what yeah. what issues do you have now? What's do, are you? Do you have a girlfriend? Are you looking uh, for a girlfriend? No, actually, I broke up my girlfriend like three, four months ago. Okay, went out for like eight months. I met her on Tinder, actually. Nice. Um, she was great. There's nothing wrong with her. Very nice person. Uh, but it's just at the give end me they, a give me a picture of her. This girl, Asian, white, black. She's a white girl. Uh, taller white girl from Midwest. Five she's, seven. She's five Jewish. Six. Yeah, she's like five seven. Five seven. How much she weigh? <laughs> I can just show you a picture on Instagram. <laughs> um. So she's she's cute, uh, but I guess I never found her like, um, I don't know. It just there was never that chemistry. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, oh, she's a nice person. Why wouldn't I be with her? But yeah. then after like uh, three months, she wanted to like move in together. After like, did eight, you move in? No, 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 no. And then after eight months, and then um, my instinct would just tell me no. But she was sensing something's wrong. Like, why wouldn't he take any other step? Also, she was pushing a little too fast. Yeah. But uh, either way. I just at the end of the day, like I just didn't see myself being with this person for that much for like super long time. You didn't see yourself being with her forever. You didn't see yourself. Right. Marrying I was fine yeah. hanging out with her day to day. Yeah, we can have dated for another week, another month, another year. But I know she wanted more. Uh, yeah, she wanted more long term commitment. And coming from Midwest, seeing all her friends getting married already, she was twenty seven. Yeah, know, I'm twenty eight, twenty nine, and uh, so it just I was like, you know what? Let's just break it off now. So it's not like really shitty if we go out for two years and then, you know, we break it off. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, now uh mean some people. Well, I guess it, this is a problem, Ari. This is a problem. I mean some people going on some dating apps and stuff like that. I think back in the day, I would just feel lucky if I just got Tinder and then bang like a five every <laughs> now and then. And, yeah. th- and that was fun. It was fine and it was kind of easy to some degree. Yeah. But like now, like I'm trying to find like a nicer you know, uh, more all-around girl that I can actually hang out with. And that that's tougher than you think. It's uh, it's weird. Oh, it's and, really tough, especially and, in L.A., I feel like. And check this out. So I I think this is a, a blessing and a curse, like what you're saying, like with this like TV stuff, like what do you, is there some negative that comes with it? I think to some degree um, this is what's happening. Back in the day, if we, me and you are Hooters, mm-hmm. and we ask a girl out on a date, and she's willing to go on a date with me, that means she's pretty into me. Yeah. Right? We probably, hopefully, will lead to something. Right. Right? But now it's different. Now, if I'm on an app or I meet somebody in real life, they're a fan of Silicon Valley. Even if they're not, not that attracted to me like as a human being. Yeah. They They've would heard of you. They know They would you. like to hang out. Like right. They would like to go on a date. They would like to go get a drink with me. So I don't really know. Not that they have any ill will to that degree, but it's like, do they actually want to date me for sure. me? Or do they kind of just want to fucking hang out? Yeah, no, that's the, I could definitely see that being a legitimate fear. I because I hear guys going, "Oh, if I get famous, then I'm gonna it'll be easier for me to meet girls." I'm like, "Yeah, but you won't know if the girl likes you or is just a star fucker." Like, it's the same shit. Like, yeah, look, it's you the want same a girl shit. likes you for you, and I think with you, uh, you're at that level where you could still meet a girl who's obviously never heard of you, right. which is good, and that's probably what you want at yeah. this point. Look, so, a, a girl that would have fucked me, uh, uh, before will fuck me now and a girl that wouldn't fuck me before wouldn't fuck me now. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? They might, yeah. the, the girl that wouldn't fuck me before wouldn't even want to hang out with me before. Yeah. But now she still wouldn't want to fuck me but she's, she might want to hang out. <laughs> yeah. So that that's the problem that I'm kind of run into. Like, I got to figure out who is just kind of there to just maybe want to hang out and fucking waste my time mm-hmm. or, you know, who's actually genuinely like they like me. 
Yeah, I think that's that's basically the same issue if you've ever run a girlfriend. I mean, ten, you could go on Tinder. I've had issues with Tinder where the issue I had is I'd meet up with the girls and they'd all be 40 pounds heavier than their picture. That was my issue that I had with <laughs> yeah. Tinder. They were all fake and liars right? in a sense. Yeah. So I get there and I'm so nice where I can't just be like, hey, I got to go. I would sit there and have coffee with them for an hour and a half. And then and and pay for their sex coffee. with them. And, no, you know? <laughs> I wouldn't. But you know what? I bet a lot of guys would because I'm kind of picky. Yeah. But if some guy would just have sex with anything, they get there and like, well, I'm already here. And then they have sex right. with this fat chick. Yeah. I sound that probably makes me sound really evil. No, no, but, it's fine. It's fine. I think. But uh, I, I actually just got a girlfriend that I met on Bumble. Oh, that's so great. That's a great site. It was just, I guess, a numbers game. You could say. You know, I Bumble is legit. I feel like girls are more dating wise. Maybe, like dating. Uh, but but uh, so I think it was just you know I went out with a you know four or five people. Nothing came of it. I even it even got to the point where I was over Tinder and Bumble. Where this girl, I the my current girlfriend. She would hit me up, and and I just assumed she was not going to look like her picture. I didn't really give her that time of day. It does get really exhausting. And so finally, she was like, are we going to hang out or what? So I met up with her. I, I showed up 20 minutes late. I just didn't care. And then I was like, oh, this girl's really cool. And I really liked her. And that's great. we hit it off. But I'd say besides doing that, because that's playing the numbers game, your best bet to meet someone would probably be to sign up for some activity, non-entertainment related activity, right. maybe an art class, maybe a sport something like that I feel, or I would say a job but yeah that would be dumb to get a job or you, you know work at animal shelter or something, something yeah yeah a volunteer yeah. I think that's probably the best way to meet a girl yeah like in real life and in uh, real life it's okay so I had a couple Bumble nightmares um, not nightmares I, I went on a few dates on Bumble it's become like Bumble and Tinder has become so easy now that we can all go on like a date a night if we want to yeah if you put in the work yeah exactly but it does become exhausting all the text messages you do have to think a lot Mm -hmm. and then play this game and it does become like back in the day when before tinder like when we're just working at hooters we wouldn't even think that's our problem it's like there's too many dates and opportunities out there. Um, it's like back in the day it's just like oh my god i hope this chick will go out with me like i right. hope i can go on a date a month yeah yeah now it's like too much and it's overwhelming and it gets exhausting like you're saying like you don't give a shit anymore so yeah i can't i just shut down you know and then between going on the road and like going shooting it's hard to like just and it's date. also a little scarier meeting someone over the internet even though i don't think a girl's gonna hurt me or anything yeah. it's just nerve-wracking meeting a complete stranger that you've talked to over messages for an hour right. and being like hey i'm jimmy nice to meet you you know it's just kind of it's just weird to me right yeah so uh last year i went out on a bumble date or this was maybe a year and a half ago uh um really cute girl i was like oh man this is such a score this is great and then she was a huge fan of silicon valley and this is like when I first started, like people start recognizing me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, dude, finally, I'm going to get some TV pussy. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is great. So then I went out, uh, took her on a date, you know, super beautiful girl. We're talking. She seems super nice. Um, she just moved here from like Orange County. And then after dinner, I was like, do you want to go grab a drink at a bar or what do you want to do? She was like, let's go back to your house. I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, let's go back to my fucking house. <laughs> yeah. So then I went back to my house and it became the weirdest thing. I offered her a drink. She didn't want to drink. Was sitting on the couch. And then she was like, can I just look at your house? Can I just check out your house? She went into my room, just looked at my room, went in my closet, looked at my clothes, went into my kitchen, went into my fridge, just looked at my shit and then sat down. And then I was trying to make out with her and like do whatever. Didn't want to do anything. And then eventually just left. She literally wanted to just come and look at Jing Yang, the guy from Silicon Valley's house. 
okay, do you think that was it? Or do you think maybe she was not impressed? Maybe she imagined you owned a house and she got to your one bedroom. And that, she was, that, that's that what, could have been right, it That's too, what my right? boy was saying. He was like, yeah. it would have been a different story to live in a fucking mansion. Yeah, maybe that's what she was expecting. She's like, this guy's on HBO and she thought you were much richer than you were. I'm just thinking that, that could maybe be it. that could She looked been like it. she came from money. I think yeah. her thing is a lot of, um, see, because for us guys, right? Maybe it's because we're assholes or we're evil, but it's just the nature of it. And some women, they don't really grasp that. It's like, if we go on a date, Bumble, whatever, right? Not that I'm saying I'm trying to fuck you that night. Not that I'm even saying about fucking or sex or whatever. But there is a romantic intention for us. Yeah. But some girls, literally, they just want to fucking meet people on there. Yeah. To go on fucking meetup. Don't Mm -hmm. go on Bumble and Tinder. I had I did this casting director work. Do you know Brad Sachs? You know Brad, right, my friend? No. Okay, well, he's a comic, and he runs a casting director workshop, which is like almost like an acting bringer show. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, yeah. Um, but, he, but he let me come as a reader, so I didn't have to pay or anything. And I did it, and I meet this new actress to L.A., right? Uh-huh. And she finds out I do stand-up, and she added me on Facebook, and she goes, I want to come to your show. Didn't think anything of it. She was a beautiful girl, but mm-hmm. I thought she just wanted to come to my show. So she comes. I, I do a show in my apartment once a month now. She comes to my apartment show by herself and she stays the whole show by herself. And then she stays after people are hanging out. She stays till like two in the morning by herself in my apartment. And she's like the last girl there. Uh huh. So in my head, I go, I think this girl's like into me. She saw me as a reader at this yeah. workshop. Now she sees I do this show. I think she thinks I'm, you know, like a successful comedian. I think she's into me. So then the next day I ask her out and she goes, oh, I just want to be friends. I don't, I'm not into you at all. And I was like blown. I was like, you stayed at my apartment till two in the morning. You were the only girl there. You're sending really clear messages to me. Did you try to do anything with her that night or like? No, I just walked her to the car. I was a gentleman. But I think what it was to, cause then she came to another show. I, and she added all the comedians on Facebook. I think she's just this like new actress that's trying, trying to network network and god just, damn it she's literally there and she probably read some acting book that goes go to comedy events oh my god add them on social media stay in contact be well, friendly at least yeah, yeah the the well, you definitely take the signal as like any guy would if yeah. she's the last one to stay in you the house. only girl there with like four dudes staying with like me what are you two in the morning do? at my yeah. apartment yeah you know so it was very clear but, but i guess but it's yeah it's um i i get it okay girls need guy friends too and all that right i'm totally cool with that but don't go on fucking dating apps <laughs> looking for motherfuckers to hang out with right right that's not where you're gonna meet friends you're yeah. not gonna meet guy friends if on you don't apps. find me attractive or if you don't see me as a dating partner don't fucking swipe right on me just mm-hmm. because you want to talk or like right. come look at my fucking apartment mm-hmm. Like, that's wasting my time. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And um, another thing happened. So uh, this was very recent. This was uh, maybe a month ago. I met this girl on Bumble. She lives right, like, two houses away from me. So I went out, got some drinks. You know, uh, we didn't, like, fully make out. But, you know, we kissed. Mm-hmm. So that was that made it clear, right? Usually, that's the barrier. Yeah. That's like, if you kiss, then yeah. you're down. If you kiss, she doesn't push you away and she right. kisses you back. She's in it. So then the second time, I took her to a Laugh Factory show. You know, she had to go home for some work. That you were performing on? Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, we kissed a little bit. But I always sense, like, there was some kind of, like, she wasn't, it was just like a quick peck to some degree. Yeah. Like, this is kind of weird for a young, for two young people. Yeah. 
So then we, ha- we hung out again just with a friend at the bar, didn't do anything. And then I had to go to Atlanta for like 10 days. Uh, so then when I come back, this is the past weekend. This was actually two days ago. Uh, so I get to go to like the Emmys, some Emmys parties, right? So I invited her to this pretty fancy like red carpet, like uh, Emmys HBO after party. Yeah. You know? Um, and she was like, yeah, I would love to go. I asked her Wednesday when I was in Atlanta. Uh, before you go on, what's this girl do? Is she an actress? What kind of girl? She is, is an that? actress. Okay, got it. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, so she, she said she would love to go. She was looking forward to it, blah, 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 you know. And then Sunday night is uh, the event. So Sunday I text her. I was like, just come to my house at like 6. We'll watch some of the Emmys, and then we'll go, right? And then she's like, yeah, sure, absolutely. Um, and then about two hours later, it was like about like 3 o'clock. She texted me this fucking whole long ass box of text, like two fucking paragraphs saying, hey, look, um, I just want to be up front. I'm actually seeing this dude and uh, it's new, but it's getting kind of serious. So I would still love to go with you as friends, but I would understand if you take somebody else and, you know, blah, blah. And what I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why didn't you tell me this when I asked you? Yeah. Like, I understand you want to go to this. But don't fucking like now it's fucking three o'clock. I got like another four hours to find another person. Yeah. Like you really put me in a fucked up spot. Yeah. That's like that's a cool. fucking bitch move. Yeah. You know? Like I don't give a shit. Like if canceling you, on anybody a few day of or a few hours before. Yeah. Is not a cool in any situation, whether it be a date, a show, like yeah. if you gotta give them as much notice oh, well, as you can. The thing is she didn't completely yeah. cancel. She still wanna go. Right, right. She said, I'll go with you. But as it was friends. basically yeah, she basically just exactly. So I think might as well. I think what happened was I was I was kinda pissed at first, but then I was like, whatever. Um I think what it was is that her conscience kinda caught up to her, right? It's like she was like, Yeah, I'll go, I'll go because just cause I want to go to this event. Knowing that, I kind of have some... Uh, Obviously, yeah. Like, I, I liked her in that way, you yeah. know? And I thought she did like me in that way, too. Maybe she still does. It just, when I was gone in Atlanta, she started seeing this other dude, and whatever, you know? Yeah. And uh, that's fine. I, under- I understand and accept that, you know? Yeah. We just kissed. Nothing really happened. But you know kind of what my intentions are. Sure. Don't fucking leave me on until two hours before this, this thing. Dude, it's not cool. Because she... Man, that's some fucked up shit. Cause like, what she, she's up. trying to go, and then now I got three hours left. She's hoping I can't find nobody else. Yeah, and she so still can do? go with me. So of course I was like, "Fuck you, man." No, I didn't say that. But like, <laughs> but you said, "Oh, I, I was like, that. I was like, look, yeah, you're right. You know, let me just go with somebody else. You know, uh, I don't want people there to get the wrong idea. Yeah, no worries. And she's like, no worries. Boom, we just never talked again. Yeah, and then and then I brought another like friend of mine. Yeah, so it was it was fine. Yeah. It would turn out to be a fun night. Uh, but that was just like a really fucked up move. And and that move pro and it's funny that's a to me and I think everyone listening is clearly a fucked up move, but that move probably happens all the time. Guy asks a hot girl out he's into, she says yes, goes to this amazing night out on the town at this insane Hollywood HBO party. Then at the end of the night, he goes in for the kiss. Oh, uh, yeah, we're just. We're just friends. I didn't know. Yeah, she could have done that too to yeah. me. That would have been worse. That would have been worse. This is at least kind of like a middle ground. But even that probably happens all the oh, time. Oh, that happens. These yeah. girls, they'll just be like, oh, I'd love to go to the Magic Castle with you. Yeah, yeah, sure. And then they go to the Magic Castle, this exclusive place. Then at the end of the night, oh, I thought we were just going to the, as, as friends. Yeah, I know you paid for my dinner at night, but I thought we were just 
France. Yeah, it's it's like in some sense that you can argue that us guys were animals, like we just expect sex. I wasn't even just saying Not that I expect sex, sex just, but just you, they know what the, our intentions are. Romantic intention, yeah, exactly. Right? They know what the intentions are. Exactly. Yeah. And this girl, I fucking knew it from the get go. It's one of those girls that she's a fan of the show of Silicon Valley, and she probably wouldn't have swiped right on me. Mm-hmm. If I wasn't on the show. Yeah. She just recognized you and go, oh, it'd be cool to meet yeah, that guy. Yeah, to hang out. Yeah. And it's fun. And I always had the feeling that she's kind of semi into me, but not deep down that much. Right. You know, that's why like we never like, like made out super hard or like, you know, just her throwing herself at me or me doing that mm-hmm. to her. Like it never had that. Probably like a part of her was hoping she'd be into you. You know, maybe I'll I'll be into this guy. He's a nice guy. He's successful. I could be into this guy. Should be into this guy. Yeah. But she wasn't really in. I don't know. Yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, it was just uh, it was just kind of a shitty move. Um, to your point of, has anything negative happened since this? Yeah, you know what I mean. Because back in the day, she just wouldn't have swiped right, right and I wouldn't have this fucking problem. Yeah, you know what I mean. I yeah. might have gotten less matches on Bumble. But like, at but least the matches you get are it, matches. Exactly. Yeah. So now, now, uh, in order to counteract that, um, I, I figure out not a system, but it's like an intuition of a, uh, because with me, yeah, like, you just feel it out. You, you got to yeah. feel it out just as a human person. Well, here's something else. So, and there's nothing wrong with doing this if you do this. A lot of people put, you know, in their Tinder or Bumble bios from HBO Silicon Valley or whatever in their bio, which ha- is the pros is people read it and they go, oh, cool, and they might want to meet yeah. you. But the cons is you might not meet someone genuine. So in your bio, do you have no, HBO I, I, actor or is it, it just, just comedian? Jimmy comedian. Got yeah, it. comedian. Um, but uh, I, at first I did. Mm-hmm. Didn't really get me anywhere. Maybe I got laid with some fours. I don't remember. <laughs> this was a couple years ago. And then uh, it got to a point where like all this shit started happening, like all this bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then... I put on there, I'm like, look, man, like, don't be weird. Like, just swipe left if, like, don't just swipe right because you're a fan of the show. And then, but that came off, like, really asshole-ish. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, I'm low-key telling you I'm on a TV show. Right, right, right. So now I just don't put anything. Yeah, don't put anything. Just be Jimmy, Jimmy. And I can fill it out. Uh, It's the best when, like, a girl doesn't even watch the show. Yeah. And it's just kind of down. She doesn't know who you are. Yeah. But also, I can't completely disqualify everyone that watched this show sure right because, yeah, oh i'm a, not gonna date you just because you watch a funny show because i like that show right so so now this is uh I, I gotta go back to this is um there's people that are just not gonna date anybody but white dudes for the most part like white girls right or whoever you know black girls don't only date black guys right. asian girls don't only date asian dudes sure. that i would say sadly is the majority Asians are still, I think we're becoming sexier in the media and people's minds. But at the same time, it's still kind of uh, a reach to date an Asian guy. It's yeah. still kind of like not normal to some degree. Mm-hmm. So now, I a lot of times, I look for signs to a girl to see if she's predisposed to Asians. If she's open to dating Asians. Say, very clear example would be her ex-boyfriend was Asian. Yeah. Right? Or she went to a school in Monterey Park, like a heavily Asian neighborhood of San Francisco. Yeah. So she's, she's uh, used to us. To so these are good degree. signs. These are great signs. Yeah. Or she watches anime or some yeah. shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> like if a girl that like has, was like grew up in fucking rural Pennsylvania and only dated white dudes, 
then like I would think it would be weird to some degree、right. that she randomly, you know, uh, uh, wants to date me.、Yeah. Not that I don't think I'm incapable of dating. You know, yeah, whatever. Uh, uh, these people. We've proven that with the Hooters waitress, <laughs> right? But she was predisposed to Asians too. Oh, really? She loves K-pop and、uh, Japanese pop stars. Oh, interesting. So that was a shoe in. You、yeah. know what I mean? And to that, to that sense. <laughs> so you got it. It's like, it's like, because that filters out. Okay, do you actually find me attractive as a person, or do you just want to hang out because you like my show? Yeah. Right. So it's. I don't know. Well, it sounds like overall, even though these are unique issues to your show, they're still normal issues because what's on your your mind is just you know I'm looking for a girl who Dude, likes me for that, me, and that's and that's an issue that I think any guy in the world could relate to. Look at Brajelina, man. Yeah. yeah oh breaking, yeah. You know everybody. I, still I saw has that these today. Yeah, the, you know the star couple that everyone thought was perfect for each other. Nobody. Turns out isn't. Nobody escapes these、uh, issues of、uh, human connection. I think, or it comes to friendship, dating, and all that. When it's one person's will, plus the other person's will. I don't、yeah. think how successful you are. It, it only muddies it, if anything. Totally. You know. So.、Um, I'm really glad you're doing well. I think there's a good a、you. good place for,、uh, to end the podcast, and I want to thank you for coming in tonight. Uh, today,、yeah. this afternoon, and going over it. And、uh, the way it works is,、uh, so for the next episode, I want you to call and leave me a voicemail on my phone, and just saying like how your your love life is going. Just a quick update、uh-huh, for the listeners、uh-huh. for the beginning and next episode. Sounds good. And、uh, thank you for coming on. I hope you had fun, and I'm glad I got to see you. Great. What is this、uh, podcast coming out? Only the next week or two. Oh, okay. I was going to、yeah. plug some. Dates, oh yeah, please. Do you have、week. anything you want?、Uh, just go on jimmycomedy.com. You know, all my Twitter, Facebook, all those links on there. Uh, uh, my Twitter and Instagram is funny Asian dude. I might actually just change that to my name. Yeah, you know? if you can,、yeah. might as well. So,、uh, but anyways, for now, funny Asian, funny dude. Asian dude, funny. and jimmycomedy.com to see his upcoming dates, stand-up comedy, and even though. He said on his podcast he isn't writing that much.、Uh, I've performed with him many times, and if you haven't seen him perform, he's very funny, and I think you guys would enjoy it. I'll still give you a show, man. Yeah. So thank you for coming on. Talk to you guys later. You're listening to. You're listening to unlicensed, 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 unlicensed therapy with Ari Manis. Ari Manis.